Good morning, everyone. The word evangelization is a very important one, both in Catholic and Protestant churches. This is based on the message that Jesus gave to all his disciples at the end of the Gospel of Matthew. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of time. So that's exactly what they did. The disciples went into different directions to preach the good news of the death and resurrection of Christ. And today the Catholic Church continues to fulfill Jesus' commandment to, number one, make disciples of all the nations, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teach all that Jesus commanded us, and to remind us that Jesus is with us up until the end of time. That is, always and in every place. And part of spreading the good news has been to translate the Bible into different languages. And the Bible today is the most produced, the most read, and the most translated book in the history of the world. The entire Bible has been translated into 683 languages. And the New Testament has been translated into an additional 1,534 languages. And parts of the Bible, or stories from the Bible, have been translated into an additional 1,133 languages. So at least parts of the Bible have been translated into 3,350 languages. And this shows that both Catholics and Protestants have taken the word evangelization very seriously. The word evangelization conjures up for many people different things. Some think of missionaries who have left everything and gone to a foreign country, perhaps India or Africa or some other parts of the world. The word evangelization may also conjure up TV evangelists speaking in large stadiums, or it might conjure up Jehovah Witnesses knocking on your door and you trying to get rid of them. All these things are conjured up when we talk about the word evangelization. But evangelization is not limited to knocking on someone's door, and it is not limited to a few people, uh, an activity that they need to do somewhere far off in a different country. Evangelization is for every single one of us, because the heart of evangelization is for us to grow in our faith and to share the joy of knowing and loving Christ with others. In his first letter, St. Peter says, In your hearts, reverence Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who calls you to account for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Therefore, the heart of evangelization is to become disciples through prayer and study and to make disciples through outreach and witness. It is important to see that as 
the first step of evangelization, and that is to become disciples. Evangelization is not just talking about Christ. It is first about becoming Christ-like. Many parts of the Bible give us great examples of the stages and the many aspects of evangelization. And today's gospel is one of them. We, we, we read and heard that Jesus met a man who had demons, and then Jesus commands the unclean spirit to come out of the man. The gospel focuses on the radical transformation that took place in the man's life as a result of his encounter with Jesus. Before he met Jesus, the man had demons, he wore no clothes, he lived among the tombs, he was seized by an unclean spirit, he was kept under guard and bound with chains and fetters. And after Jesus healed the man, the gospel tells us, then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. Jesus heals the man and then tells him to evangelize, that is, to share the good news. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. Jesus tells the man to evangelize, but not before the man was healed. We should all evangelize, but we cannot evangelize if we, if we have not ourselves been evangelized, if we have not been healed. We cannot make disciples of all the nations if we ourselves have not become disciples. Therefore, a very important event that took place before the man's healing and before he began to tell everyone how he was healed was this very small verse. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and he fell down before him. This is a sign of his presence with Jesus and of his intention to become Jesus' disciple. Jesus tells all to make disciples, baptize, and teach. But he also tells us to observe all the commands that he gave us and to know that he is with us to the end of time. These two go together. We are to speak about our faith, but we are also to live our faith, to observe the commandments, and to feel the presence of God with us at every time. We cannot give what we don't have. It's as simple as that. We are all commanded by Jesus to, to share our faith, but we are first invited to daily grow in our faith. And our message loses its authenticity if it is not first real in our life. You can hear people say so many words, 
but it's not convincing if those words are not evident in their lives. Same thing goes with us. When we discuss our faith with those of other religions or those of no religion, we can focus, and sometimes do, focus on the many wonderful teachings of Jesus. And sometimes we compare Jesus to other figures of history and show how Jesus has done many miracles and no one in history has done as many miracles as Jesus. As a historical figure, Jesus is definitely one of history's most fascinating. In fact, when Larry King retired, they asked him, if you were able to interview one person who has lived or not lived throughout all of history, who would that person be? He said, Jesus Christ. I wish I could interview Jesus. But... If he interviewed Jesus, he would have only been focusing on the historic Jesus. We can focus on the historic Jesus, what he said in the Gospels and his miracles or teachings, or when we share our faith, we can focus on the great Catholic contributions to the world, like medicine, education, health care, or human rights. These are all good, but these are not the first steps to evangelization. The first step is to eva of evangelization is not what Jesus said and did, but what Jesus has done in your life. Share what you know and share who you have become because of your encounter with Jesus. This is the heart of evangelization. Evangelization starts when we commit to know Christ, when we commit to a daily discipline of prayer and reading. When we commit not only to know what Jesus did, but when we commit to the way of Christ, which is countercultural very often and leads us to stand out, it also requires us to commit to the suffering that is entailed with being a follower of, of Christ. But despite the suffering, we also need to commit to living the joy of the risen Christ in our life. To share that joy and to live those commitments is at the heart of evangelization. If we are not committed to know Christ, then we cannot authentically share Christ. That is why in today's reading, St. Paul says, I will all the more gladly boast of my weakness that the power of Christ may rest upon me. St. Paul, throughout his letters, focuses on becoming a disciple first before he tries to make any disciples. We are all, therefore, called to evangelize, but cannot do it effectively if we have not been evangelized. We cannot share the profound faith that we hold if we have not lived it, experienced it, and Keep growing in that faith. We mature in our faith when we are able to share the love of Christ. But what always precedes this is a commitment to the joyful and difficult journey of being a disciple.